blew A and I'm a compulsive gambler. And my last bet was shooting dice at Atlantic City 29 years ago. Made a searching and fearless moral and financial inventory of myself. This is my fourth written surrender. I admit I'm an addict and my life is unmanageable. I believe in a power greater than myself because I go to meetings, network with God and other recovering addicts. Every day in prayer, I, I, I make the decision to turn my will and my life over to the power of my own understanding. Step four is where I test my honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. I get I get a sponsor, and I write my moral and financial inventory. Thank you. Great, Tom. Thanks, Lloyd. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Um, yeah. Gary, Gary S., um, surrender date is March 23rd, 1997. Um, I did not touch my step four inventory until year five into recovery on it. Um, basically, it's how I came in. I was destroyed, and it took me a while um, to really understand um, re recovery. And, and I didn't work the steps right off the bat. I had a very um, strong sponsor, and, and, and still he's one of my mentors today. Um, and, and he recognized it, and he worked along with me, and we did a lot. But um, he, he sat me down one time, and he said, you know, it's really time to do your inventory. Um, and I had problems with my older brother at the time, and that I still do. Um, and, and he wanted me to get over that, all right? Um, I was hung up on it um, and, and couldn't get past it. And um, uh, my sponsor talking to him on a regular basis um, was constantly um, on me about to do the step four on it and, and to try use step four as a tool um, to get over it. And I did. And I wrote extensively on, on step four. Actually, I wrote probably close to three months on, on my whole life journey um, and, and got out a lot of people that I needed to um, make amends to and, and to write that all out. And um, uh, it, it, it turned on me a little bit because I got confused along the way and, and, and asked him, you know, how do I know that um, on, on who do I offend and, and, and to work on the, the moral inventory on it? And um, he came back in, in, in his wise way and, and very simply said, if you change somebody's life for one moment, you, all, you, you have to put them down on your moral and financial inventory. And um, that made it very clear and very easy to me. Um, but that made it even deeper. Because uh, the people that I affected right off the bat for my moral inventory, my financial, was a whole different story. But for my moral inventory, um, it, 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 I understood what he was saying, but to do it properly took me longer. And, and that's why it took me three months, because my first inventory was definitely the people that I affected when I got arrested, and my boss um, saw the things that the damaging effect, and he was crying and hurt so bad. I, I, I recognized the people that was very obvious to me um, to write about. Um, but the people behind that, um, you know, on the lower part of the scale, that one moment of time really took me to my moral inventory, and, and, and for a long time I wrote about it. Um, and, and then the same person, after we did it and we reviewed it, he then came back to me because I want you to do it on an annual basis. All right, that he does his on an annual basis, and he gets him a year journey of, of what he's gone through and, and 
did he affect anybody else? And I did that for two years. And then after that, um, I did what, what, what came to me. It's pretty much what Louis just said. You know, I do it on a daily basis now. All right. If I was wrong or I wronged somebody today, all right, by the time I calmed down and went through my, my human emotions um, before I went to sleep, I would recognize it. And, and so, you know, I, I owe this person, you know, I, I no longer need my inventory. It's my daily inventory that I do every day um, before I fall asleep. And, and that's how I live my life now. And, and I haven't done a written inventory in, in I don't know, maybe um, eight, nine years now. Um, and and I, I, I feel I don't need to. Um, and, and yet, according to program, I should. And according to my mentor, I should. Um, but I've been so honest for such a long time and, and, and dealt with um, my daily life in, in a very, I guess it's spiritual way, that, that I've dealt with my life right now. And, and I'm, I'm at very peace with myself on a daily basis. Very rarely do I, I, I have any human emotions about guilt or, or greed or anything like that. It's, um, I, I think the more inventory that I put myself on top of the list to make sure that I, I don't have any of those character defects or anything that goes on. And my financial inventory, um, I, I, we honestly didn't attack that until about year eight. Um, I, I was blessed enough knowing that um, uh, I, I was going to get a good inheritance. Um, and my mentor, my sponsor at the time, um, focused me more on program um, and installed programming to me. Um, so I wouldn't at that time when that happened, um, I was prepared to, to take it and, and not go back and gamble. And um, a lot of people worked on me on that. Um, um, my sponsor, Eddie L., um, Eddie L. used to coach me on it. And when I finally did do my, um, my financial inventory, um, I, I've actually had one, two, three, four people um, plus myself um, that sat down and, and did my financial. Um, and, and it was a good four-hour meeting. After eight years of being in program, <laughs> it was a good four hours of, of work that, um, that went into it. Um, and... and I'm, I'm, I'm very sound in, in my step four, and, and like I said, I do it on a daily basis. Um, and, and for me, that's what works. That's it on my end, guys. That's great. Thank you. Jeff, it's up to you. Jeff B. from Pulse of Gamble List at January 12, 1997. I've known a lot of people who zip through steps one, two, and three and get stuck on step four. And I think there's one word in the step that gets misunderstood, and that word is inventory. When we think about a business, doing an inventory, what do you do? You put your assets on one side and your liabilities on the other side. So many people think when they walk into a program, when they walk into GA, they are so beat up. All they can think of is what a piece of shit they are. All they can do is focus on all the terrible things they do, and we lose track somehow of the good virtues the good qualities we have. And inventory is not one-sided, it's both sides. It's not only understanding what we did wrong and what our defects are, but also understanding what our strengths are and what our attributes are. And I think that competitive part of the program is to understand that I might have been a compulsive gambler. 
and we walk in the GA and we define ourselves. We talk, I'm Jeffrey, I'm a compulsive gambler, but we have many other roles in our life as well. And we have many other functions that we perform, and some of them we perform okay. So I think part of the step is recognizing that even though I feel like I'm a piece of shit, there's still good stuff that remains in me when I walk in the program. For me, the moral is always precedent. Um, and I'm a little unusual in that I really never had the financial pain or the financial drawbacks. I come from a loving, successful, well-to-do family. And so I got bailed out on numerous occasions, so money never meant anything to me. It wasn't about money. Gambling had nothing to do with money because I knew when I lost money, I'd go to my dad and he'd give me money. So it didn't have any impact. To me, it was about the morality. It was about developing a value system. It was about developing a sense of right and wrong. It was developing a moral code to live my life by. Because gambling took precedent over everything else. Gambling was number one. And so learning that there were other things that mattered. That as a person, I had qualities. And that's what makes us unique from animals sometimes, is that we have the capacity to be moral and the capacity to learn and the capacity to love. I always felt that I couldn't love anyone and no one could love me. And what I learned from self four is, number one, that I have some positive qualities and that if I could focus on them, because it's one thing to eliminate defense. But I've always believed in a counseling, for example, on a strength-based focus, you focus on what you do well and you take those skills and you use it in dealing with the gambling issue. If I'm dealing with somebody who's the CEO of a company, he's got a gambling problem, he has certain abilities that let him become a CEO. And I want to find those abilities and use them to help him deal with his gambling issue. So three steps work is all about understanding, number one, accepting the blame. Understanding, not blaming anyone but myself. Not blaming the situation, not blaming the casino, not blaming the horses, not blaming the sporting events, but admitting that I was the one responsible. And beginning to take responsibility for my actions and at the same time recognize what it was that led me to become a gambler. Because that was important. And I needed to learn about uh, loneliness. And I needed to learn about boredom. And I needed to learn about rationalizing. I could rationalize anything and anything. There was nothing that could not be rationalized. I could come up with explanations that I thought would fit. They were bullshit. And I kind of knew it, but I could open you know, but a compulsive gamble is also a compulsive liar. And we can so good we bullshit ourselves as well. So you avoid facing the reality. So step four to me, number one, and let me recognize that I did have strength. And let me, for the first time, address my weaknesses. And recognize that to get well, I needed to get through those weaknesses. I do my steps in writing at least once a year. And I save them all. So I have to look at step four from six years ago and from ten years ago and from last year. And there are differences. And it's not that we're being more honest. It's just that we see things differently. And looking back at time, I'm aware of things that I wasn't aware of ten years ago. Even looking back at what happened in my life twenty years ago, I had fewer insights. And that's why I think it's important to keep doing these steps and the key word, I think, also is the word written. It should be written down. Because that makes it real. When we write our words down, we take ownership of them. And we save them forever. We can look at them and look back and think about them. So for me, it's recognizing, number one, that there are positive qualities as well as negative. 
And number two, it's admitting the negative, forgetting the bullshit excuses, and saying, if I want to make, become a better person, I have to change these characters.